Lord Jesus, we thank you just as we've sung tonight. You love us as you find us. Irrespective of where we are, irrespective of how we feel, irrespective of what's going on all around us in our world, Lord, we thank you that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Whether we're having a good day, whether we're having a hard day, good week, bad week, good year, bad year, irrespective of all of the variances of life, we thank you that your love remains the same to us. And with David we say, the Lord is my refuge and my strength. The Lord is my strong tower and ever-present help in times of trouble. We thank you for your help. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your assistance. We thank you, Lord Jesus, no matter what our needs are today, that you have promised to be our helper. You have promised to be there for us in every moment, in every circumstance of the day. And Lord, we thank you for that security tonight. And Holy Spirit, as I speak your word, very simply, I pray, Holy Ghost, that you would just encourage our hearts, lift our spirits, energize our lives with your presence and your power, Lord God, to enable us to go forward fresh into this world, fresh again into the situations of our lives with a new resolve to serve you and to confidently know that you are for us and not against us. Amen. Come on, why don't we give Jesus a wonderful shout, a praise and a clap and a shout. Come on, let's give him a shout. We thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. Well, this is the first evening service of the new year in January. And um, I'm going to kick it off just by encouraging you tonight from God's Word. And um, the Lord's just really laid a simple word on my heart to encourage us. Um, and then, you know, in the months to come, I'm sure we're going to have some others up here uh, just sharing God's Word, that'd be great. So it's not just going to be myself, it's going to be others too that are going to bring God's Word just to encourage our hearts. But I really felt, you know, as I prayed this evening from Psalm 46, verse 1, God is our helper. David said, David said from experience, He is an ever-present help in times of of trouble. David wasn't making that statement or writing that line to fill a page in what we know as the Psalms. David was voicing that from many, many experiences. As the Lord came into the troubles of his life, he saw God's assistance, not on a human scale or on a human level, but on a divine level. And the Lord, I really do believe, wants to encourage maybe each and every one of us this evening in relation to his assistance, in relation to his help. He is your helper. He is the one that comes to your aid. 
This is the confidence that we have. This is the security that we hold in life. He's an ever-present help in times of trouble, but not only in times of trouble. He'll help you when you call to him. Jesus said, he said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Paul put it like this when he was talking to the church at Philippi. My God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. That's help on an, on an unmatched level. That's not human help. That's divine help. God wants to assist us. God wants to help us. God wants to be involved. In fact, when you look through the Word of God, this is what you see. God's involvement in our lives on an unprecedented scale. Really. And it's, it really is wonderful. He wants us to know. Some of us may have been crying out for God's help. Some of us may, this evening, have situations in our lives that we're concerned about and, and we wish we had answers for. The Lord wants you to know where human help has failed, divine help will come and bring success. He'll help you. He'll assist you. He'll bring you on through. He'll, he'll give you the answer and, 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 and give you the aid that you need. You know, human help is, is sporadic. Human help sometimes, and this isn't a criticism, this is just a fact. Human help sometimes is very inconsistent. Promises are made and, and help comes sometimes from people, but it's only partial. It's, it's incomplete and it's inconsistent. And it can't be there all the time, 24-7, but divine help Divine help is consistent. Divine help is guaranteed. Divine help is there every moment of every day. And I don't know about you, but I know, I tell you, I know that I am so dependent on God's help every day, every week. I am, I am, and, and I'll tell you up straight, I am so dependent on, on His help. So dependent on just knowing and feeling the security that he's there at any given moment to assist me, help me, and bring me on through. This is the level of help. This is the confidence that you and I have. It really is. But God doesn't just help us in times of trouble. Let me, let me give to you some, some testimony from my own life. And we could go around this room and, you know, you could share testimony of God's help and assistance to you throughout your life as you look back on it and you know sometimes when you go through a hard time it's important to encourage yourself in those in those past moments where you wondered what where help was going to come from and then suddenly the Lord came in and assisted you and brought you on through if you're going through a period today where you're wondering what's going to happen and what's going to take place in your future maybe remind yourself encourage yourself in the Lord in the ways in which he's assisted you in the past but you know God has been such a help to me he really has in things that I didn't think he would show interest in He's provided, he's shown help 
and provision in many, many ways. You know, on one occasion I can remember just really being confused about my direction in life. I had a number of big decisions to make about my future. And I was on, my, I was on the phone to my father. He was at the time in Northern Ireland, preaching in lots of different churches. And I said these words to him. I said, Dad, I'm confused. No, I'm not. I'm in turmoil. And he said, what's, the, what's wrong, son? I said, I said, well, I don't know whether I want to get married or go to Bible school. And I was, I was in between two very real decisions, two very real extremes pressuring me to make a decision. And I felt confused. And I felt inside, I felt in turmoil. And he said, this is what he said to me. He said, son, very wise. He didn't come with his own advice. He didn't come, you know, with, with his own words from his own experience. He said, son, you need a word from God. And that night we had a meeting here that was headed up by uh, Suzette Hattin. Pastor Ray had invited Suzette Hattin to do a prayer concert here. And on my way down to this prayer concert, I, I was... You know, after speaking to my father, I was driving my car and I was, I'm telling you, you remember these things as if they were yesterday. I, I was driving the car past, um, bypassing cross keys on the bypass. And I said to the Holy Ghost, out loud, in the car, on my own, I said, Lord, I said, give this woman a, a word tonight, if, if, if you're listening. And then I laughed in the face of God. Right? I laughed in disbelief. I thought, no, nah, God's not listening to me. I came in here, the prayer concert started, and there were many people, and Suzette Hattin stood up here, and she started to give words of knowledge like you wouldn't believe, just like firing them out like a machine gun. God, the Holy Spirit is saying this over here, and he's saying that over there, and, and, and people started to get answers and help and assistance for their need. I've never seen anything like it. Words of knowledge just prolifically occurring, and I, in, in my heart, I'm over here by James, just with my little blue guitar. I'm just a musician, and I prayed this prayer on my way down, asking God for help. And laughed in the face of God, thinking, oh, you know, God doesn't pay any attention to me. I'm just a, a you know, I'm just a, a boy on the stage with a guitar. No, God pays great attention to you. He loves you. You're his child. He carries the cares. He carries your burdens. He, he knows the aches of your heart. And I thought, oh, she's just making this up, if I'm honest. She's just making this up. And then suddenly she said, there's a, there's a young man here tonight. My ears pricked up. She's, I'm telling you, word for word, what I'd said, she read my mail. She, by the Spirit, heard the conversation that I had with my father's, but hours before. She said, there's a young man here tonight. You're confused. No, you're not. You're in turmoil about your calling. God wants you to know that he's called you to the ministry and you've got to pursue that call that he's put in your heart. My God, I thought, whoop. she said, put your hand up now. And she said, I'll pray for you. I thought, my God, there's no way I'm putting my hand up. And I just bowed my head. I worship you, almighty God. 
just looking around, put her close my eyes, and she and 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 she it, she just passed on because no nobody acknowledged, nobody acknowledged, <laughs> nobody acknowledged right that it was them who said it. I thought, no way, I'm not putting my hand up. I'm too scared, right? And and it went on, and she started firing out more words of knowledge, right? Well, anyway, after the service, I went to Pastor Ray, and I said, Ray, I said. I was the person that, that said those. That, he said, well, why didn't you put your hand up? I said, I was too scared. I said, there was no way I was putting my hand up for that one. I said, I was too scared. He said, well, he said, well what's the calling? I said, I, said, I want to go to Bible school. He said, Dave, he said, I know the Bible school that you've got to go to. I said, Ray, I said, I know the Bible school as well that, that, that's burning in my heart to go to. He said, what one is it? I said, it's Ray McCauley's one in South Africa. He said, that's the one that, that I'm thinking of as well. He said, I've got a great connection over there. And suddenly, he said, come and see me in a couple of weeks. He said, in my office, and we'll have a talk about it. A couple of weeks went by. He said, we went into his office. I sat down with him. And he said, right, Dave, you want to go to Bible school? He said, let's plan it out. He said, let's look at what do you think about a year from now? He said, you've just started coming to the church. He said, you need to get rooted in here. And you're doing good. Dale, Dale and Allison were my youth leaders. Well, they had a job on their hands, I tell you. <laughs> and, and, you know, I was playing the game. He said, you need to root in here. You need to be faithful. You need to be consistent. But about a year from now, how does that sound? I said, that would be great. And he said, how much money you got to go? I said, I haven't got anything. He, do you know what he said to me? It's so funny when I look back. He said, you need a word from God. I said, that's right, Ray. I need a word from God. He said, you better go home. He said, you better go home in your bedroom, shut the door, and get a word from God. Right? Now, I, want, I say all of this to tell you God's a speaking God. Right? I had no experience about walking with God, listening to the Holy Spirit. Hey, I didn't have a clue. I was afraid to put my hand up when the Holy Ghost started speaking in the meeting. Right? So, anyway, I go home, back up to Ebervale, and um, I can remember, right? Again, you, you remember things vividly when the Holy Spirit is involved in your life. I remember walking toward my bedroom door in my nan and gramps house. I can see it now. And the thought was this, as I approached, because I was going to go in that room to pray, right? I thought, this was, this was my thought. Oh my God, I'm going to have to wait here for ages to get a word from God. Because that was my idea. That was my mindset about God. I didn't think that he'd just freely converse with you like we would converse with one another. Like one man to another. I thought, my God, you've got to seek him. You've got to get down on your knees. You've got to fast and pray. You've got to sweat. You've got to... And I'm not saying that any of that is wrong, right? But I just thought, my God, I can't do that. I looked at the door, and that's what I was thinking. I walked in the room, promise you now. I shut the door, and, and, and I took two steps into the room, and the Holy Spirit said this, Dave, money's the last thing on the list, right? Because I was going in to pray for provision, right? He said, money, money is the last thing on the list. Don't worry about it. I've got it covered. Just keep giving. Keep blessing. And keep doing what you know is right. Don't, don't try and make it happen. I'll take care of it. 
right? So anyway, I just kept giving like you do. And just kept trusting God and saving what I could save, which wasn't a lot, right? So anyway, the year went by and I had to start booking. I had to start booking flights. I had to start uh, preparing for, you know, when, when I got to South Africa, paying for tuition fees, paying for uh, accommodation, all of these things, right? And I didn't have a penny. Well, I had, I had a little amount, which probably equated to one airfare, right? So I'm thinking, right, I can get over that, but I had to have two airfares, okay? So anyway, now, I just kept trusting God. Three days before I was about, well, was about to leave, before I had to leave, to get to South Africa, I didn't have an airfare. I didn't know where the provision was coming from. I didn't know how I was going to get there. And a travel agent that was working here, uh, not working, but, but in the church, a travel agent, he had a travel agency. He came here and he said this to me. He said, Dave, there's no flights into South Africa. He said, I've looked and there's absolutely no way in. There's no flights. It's, it's one of the busiest times that you're going. So I'm thinking, oh, well, okay, Lord, three days to go. Then Ray rings me up, okay? And he said, um, now, again, I hadn't said anything to Pastor Ray, only possibly about a year before to tell him that I didn't have, you know, any money. And he said, you need a word from God, right? So he rings me up. He said, hey, Dave. He said, you're about to go to South Africa, aren't you? I said, yeah, Ray, about to go to South Africa. He said, what are you doing for flights? I said, well, I haven't got any yet. He said, oh, he said, leave that with me. He said, I'll make a couple of phone calls. I'll make a couple of phone calls and I'll give you a ring in half hour. I said, oh, okay, thanks, Ray. Puts the phone down, right? As soon as I put the phone down, Right? The Holy Spirit said to me, you're coming home in July. Right? I thought, my God, I haven't even gone yet. And the, Holy, the, the term in Bible school was a year. Right? It was a 10-month term. And the Holy Spirit told me that I was going to come, come back midway six months in. Right? I, I'm thinking, I can't work this out. Right? What does the Bible say? What did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? He'll tell you about things to come, right? And, and I knew, right? I knew it was the Holy Spirit. It was such a gentle whisper. It was something that there's no way that I would have even thought of. And suddenly it came in to my heart. You're coming home in July. Then phone rings. Pastor Ray on the phone. He said, hey, Dave. He said, guess what? He said, I've managed to book you flights. He said, and the church are going to pay for it. I said, whoa, that's amazing, Ray. I said, because I didn't have any money. And he said, and I said, I didn't have any way to get to South Africa because um, this guy told me in the church that there was no way in or no way out. Everything was, was jam-packed. He said, he said, well, I've got a contact. He said, we've got you a flight um, in January and you'll come home. You'll come home in November. And he said, anyway, he said, 
How about coming home in July? Promise you, right? He said, how about coming home in July? He said, shall I see if I can get you home? He said, it'd be great if you could come home in July. He said, 10 months away from the church is a long time. He said, how about going for six months, coming home in the middle of the year, having a little preach, and then going back out again? I thought, my God, I can't believe this, right? I said, Ray, that would be awesome. Now, I didn't tell Pastor Ray, right, straight away. I didn't tell Pastor Ray straight away. I said, Ray, that would be awesome. Okay, if, if we can do it, that would be great. He said, I just need to ring Mark Hodgetts, the dean of the Bible school, to see when the, 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 the summer holidays are in South Africa. He rings Mark Hodgetts. Guess what month? July. I didn't know they were July, right? So he rings me back. Dave, I've booked you flights, two flights, mid mid year to come home preach and it's it's you're going to you're going to be off for 8 weeks between July and August or something like that 6 weeks 6 weeks July and just a little into August then you're going to go back and then I told pastor Ray I said Ray I said you're not going to believe this he said oh I am he said yeah cuz he lives in that he lives that way listening to the voice of the holy spirit what is that help help he helps us. He helps us. Listen to what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit in relation to our lives. Okay? John chapter 14, verse 25 to 27. You're going to know the words well. Jesus said this. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Holy Spirit... Oh, sorry, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why could Jesus give them his peace? Why could Jesus assure them? that their hearts didn't need to be troubled. I'll tell you why. Because he was sending a helper that would help them, the Holy Spirit, and they would receive assistance and help and guidance on a level that they couldn't even imagine. What we have to do is, again, have a fresh expectancy for the help, the involvement, and the assistance of the Holy Spirit day by day in our lives. We really do. Whatever it is that you might struggle with, whatever it is that, that, that might be causing you concern or anxiety, whatever it is, you have a right to ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to assist you, to lead you. And guide you. This is the promise of the scriptures. It really is. And I could tell you so many more stories. About how the Holy Spirit has helped me. You know the first time I saw the Holy Spirit help our family. Was many, many years ago when I was a little boy. And um, we were in Portugal. We were living in Portugal. And... One, one night we were traveling, my father and mum were, tra my mum my and dad were traveling to a, a church that they pastored. And 
My mum needed potatoes. And there was nowhere that she could buy potatoes because it was, a, it was a Saturday night that we were traveling. And she needed potatoes for the Sunday afternoon to prepare dinner for the family. And they were having guests over. And, you know, she just, she asked if there was anywhere open where they could buy potatoes. And we had an interpreter with us and we had other Portuguese people with us. No, there's nowhere where you can buy potatoes. So openly, she just said, Holy Spirit, I need your help. You know that I need potatoes. I just leave it with you. Simple faith, simple request in front of others, but, but a confidence and an assurance to know that God would hear her prayer. What does the Bible say, say about God? His ears are open to our prayers. It shouldn't surprise us. But it always does. It always does because it's so amazing how he assists and helps and involves himself in our lives. Do you know what? We went to that service and then we were traveling home. We had a, we had a long journey home. It was about 1.32 in the morning. I was fast asleep and then suddenly the brakes went on in my father's car. My mum started screaming, jumping up and down, patatas, patatas, patatas. A lorry had shed its load of potatoes all over the road. And they were, there were literally tons of them. Tons of them. Now, I, doesn't, I don't know how that works out theologically. But I'm telling you, my mum prayed for potatoes. The Lord heard her and assisted her. And I'm telling you, we had our Sunday lunch with roast potatoes and all the guests were fed. The boot was full of potatoes. The, 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 the wells in the car were full of potatoes. We had potatoes everywhere. Everywhere. You see, he will help us. He will help us. He will assist us. This isn't for the chosen few. This is a privileged, promised life that we have in our walk and in our relationship with God. It really is. Faye and I, when we, were, when we decided to get married, like young couples do, we had to do our sums and calculate what we could get together to purchase our first home. And again, it wasn't very much. I think we, we, we worked it out and it was about, it was about two and a half thousand pounds. I was working, Faye was working. And, you know, once all the expenses had gone out, we, we, we did the calculation and we worked it out and it came to about two and a half thousand pounds. And really, once we did that calculation, we were in Tredega Park. Again, I remember it. You remember significant moments when, you're, when, you, when your problems are bigger or they seem bigger than the promise that you hold in your heart. But I'm telling you, we believe God. And Faye, said, Faye actually said this, do you know what? I'm not looking at these sums anymore. We've just got to keep our eyes on the promise. We've just got to keep our eyes on the provider. We've just got to keep our eyes on the helper. Right? So anyway, we, we, we just believed God. And we kept giving. We kept sowing to, you know, to the ability that we could. Just kept doing what we could do. A man from South Africa, who I knew in Bible school, turned up in the church 
This was after, after I'd come out of Bible school. He turned up, a guy by the name of Eric. He came up to me and he said, um, he said, Dave, I've got a word for you. I said, yes. He said, I, he said, the Lord has showed me that money, he said, this is what he said, right? He said, money, he said, is coming at you from everywhere, from every direction. I thought, thank you, Jesus. That's the kind of word I like. He said, money is coming at you from all directions, right? I thought, thanks, Lord. I believe that, right? Now, you could say, well, yeah, well, anybody could chirp up and say that. Well, the next day, right? The next day, Mark Gibbons, you know Mark. Mark comes up to me and he said, hey, Dave, he said, uh, he said I got a word for you. I said, yes, Mark. He said, um, he said, money is coming at you from all directions, right? Word for word, what Eric had said, I, I nearly fell over. <laughs> My God, I nearly fell over, right? And I said, and, and the Bible says, right? Let the word of God, let every word of God be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. I had my two witnesses. I had my two witnesses in Mark and Eric, and I said, Lord, I'm going to believe it. I told Faye, right? Before we got married, now we can't, we can't work it out even today. We had over £10,000 in our account, right? Now, it didn't come from any weird source or, you know, somebody didn't drop anything into our account, but it, literally we had £10,000 in our account, right? We were looking for a house to put a deposit on that that. That became our deposit that we needed, that we were saving for, for our first home. Okay? And we were looking, listen, we were looking for three-bedroom houses. That's all we could afford. Well, we couldn't afford them. I said to Faye, I said, Faye, what, what, what's on the list? What we got? What, what, you know, what's available to look at? What's available to purchase? She said, well, Dave, she said, the... The three-bedroom houses are 86,000 in that region. We couldn't afford a mortgage for 86,000. We couldn't afford it, right? Not even with a 10,000-pound deposit, okay? We were, I were, anyway, we were leaving my mum's house again. Remember it? Clear. We were, we were driving in the car together, and... Faye said to me again, she said, hey, Dave, she said, I've looked. She said, I've, I've looked and, and still, you know, the time's drawing close now. She said, Dave, she said, um, there's still no houses available, no three-bedroom houses. And then, right up out of my spirit, the Holy Ghost spoke, right? I don't get this a lot. I'm telling you, I don't. I mean, I, I could count the amount of times that this has happened to me on my one hand. It, it hasn't happened a lot, but, but there's certain times when it's happened and it's caught me by surprise. Up out of my spirit came, Faye, we're not living, in, we're not going to buy a three-bedroom house. We're buying a four-bedroom house. She said, my God. She said, I didn't realize we were... We, we were looking for a four-bedroom house. She said, I can't even find a three-bedroom house. I said, Faye. I said, neither did I. I said, I didn't know we were looking for a four-bedroom house. I said, the Holy Ghost has just spoke. Do you know what? 
a four-bedroom house that week came on the market and it was cheaper than all of the three-bedroom houses that we've looked at and a better investment. All it, and it was just up the road from Faye's mum and dad. Perfect. We went there for, you know, breakfast, tea, and lunch every week. All right. I'm telling you what a blessing, what a provision. Absolutely perfect location. And God did it. I don't tell you, I'm not telling you that, right, to impress you. You've got the same level, the same connection of God's involvement in your life as I have of mine. I'm just simply saying tonight all of this to encourage us, to inspire us, to, to, um, to, to envision us again with that hope of knowing that God is an ever-present help in whatever time of trouble we may face. Amen? Let me have a look at the time. Okay. I'm going to ask the musicians to come. In Galatians chapter 5, Paul talks about this help, this assistance on two levels. He shows us that God is intimately involved in our lives by His Spirit. And also, He shows us this amazing investment that the Holy Spirit makes in our character as a result of His involvement. Okay? Paul, in Galatians chapter 5, instructs us and encourages us, firstly, to be led, or sorry, firstly to walk in the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, to live in the Spirit, to stay in step with the Spirit. That's an intimate connection. That's intimate involvement on a scale, on a level that's unimaginable. The Holy Spirit is your best friend. The Holy Spirit is there every single moment of every day. But not only does Paul show us this wonderful involvement of the Holy Spirit in our lives in Galatians 5, he shows us the most beautiful investment that the Holy Spirit leaves as a result of being in our lives. We know it as the fruit of the Spirit. This is the investment that the Holy Spirit makes in our character qualities, divine qualities that enable us and enrich us to face every life situation. He makes a clear distinction between the life of the flesh and the life of the Spirit. And my God, when you see the life of the flesh in contrast to the life of the Spirit, you'd be crazy to go after the things of the flesh. What a privilege it is to live this Spirit-filled life with the Holy Ghost. He said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's it. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Paul says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. These are the deposits 
that the Holy Spirit leaves in our lives. These are the wonderful investments that He makes in our lives as He enriches us with His presence. The fruit of the Spirit is love. It's joy. Don't let life take your joy away. Don't let life and circumstance and and worrying concerns rob you of your joy. It's your right to be joyful. It's my right to be joyful. And I have to remind myself of that. Life is short. Life is brief. And it's too short, you know, to be anxious and worried and, and weighed down by all of those emotions that would try to drag us down and make us unhappy. It's our right to be joyful. This is, a, this is an investment that the Holy Spirit makes. Joy, he says. Peace, patience or forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. These... These are the wonderful investments, the wonderful traits of God's character in our character as he's involved in our lives, as we give him room, as we walk with the Holy Spirit, as we live in the Holy Spirit, as we stay in step with the Spirit. This is what happens. Our lives and our characters flourish so that we can be In our world, everything that Jesus wants us to be. Amen. Now this evening, we're going to sing in a moment. But let's just take a moment quietly. And maybe that that thing that's caused you concern may not have even caused you concern. You just may think, Do you know what? I could do with some help in this area of my life. I could do with some help. Not human help. I've tried human help. And it's been complicated. It gets complicated when sometimes human help fails you and it's inconsistent. You may say, I've tried human help. I need God's help. Well, Jesus has promised. He sent the helper The helper, that's what he's called. The helper, the Holy Spirit. To be with us and assist us in amidst all of the complications of life. Let's pray. Lord, Jesus, you know our hearts. You know the desires and the aspirations that we have. You know the disappointments. You know the uncertainties that we face. Lord, you know what we need. Thank you. You will not fail us because you love us. We thank you. This involvement that we have, this relationship that we have with you, oh Lord, is so wonderful help on a scale that's unimaginable. In fact, you said, I will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. That's involvement on a scale that is unimaginable. Lord, we thank you. I ask you. You know the the concerns that we carry. 
you know the desires that we have you know the answers that we require and we're asking you tonight for your help your help bring about the answers that we need bring about the solutions that we require we ask this in Jesus name Holy Spirit the testimonies would ring out from our lives I ask you in Jesus name Holy Spirit Father you spoke your word and your spirit went to work I've spoken your word I've spoken your word Lord and Lord I pray now that your spirit would go to work would go to work we thank you Holy Spirit we say that and we ask that reverently for who you are we really do in Jesus name amen let's stand to our feet we're gonna we're gonna sing before we go maybe this week read John chapter 14 John chapter 14 and verse yourself again verse yourself again on these wonderful words that Jesus spoke about the Holy Spirit's assistance help in our time of need John chapter 14 and also Galatians chapter 5 read maybe those two chapters God does not put them in his word to tempt us God puts them in his word to fulfill them powerfully in our lives amen amen thank you Jesus we're gonna sing and um, then we're gonna go you can hang around and have a chat for a while but let's yeah let's remember that let's remember that Holy Spirit Holy Spirit thank you Lord just fall in this place Holy Ghost on your people just like a gentle blanket gentle blanket in this place just do it just do it Holy Spirit whisper your word speak your word go to work Holy Ghost Amen.